Greetings. I'm speaking to you, I'm recording this at the time of the, the new moon in September, the new moon in Virgo. And uh, the earth here at Heartroot has certainly made a shift and, uh, into something new this morning with a hard frost everywhere as our first the temperatures plunge for the first time below zero overnight it's very beautiful everything uh, frosty and sparkly <laughs> um, those of you who listened to the first episode of uh, my series on a new way of looking at the body may have thought that it was, well, those of you who thought that that was a little far out, probably totally flipped with the (laughs) second installment. (laughs) But um, I need to say that this is really a time for us to to exercise our our maturity, our capacity to hear whatever uh, the point of view of someone else may be with equanimity and compassion and the understanding that they are perceiving the world through their own life experience and um, and that there's a reason for that person um, being in front of you and expressing whatever they're expressing for some resonant reason you've called that to you so <laughs> those of you who listened to the second episode and were a little disturbed uh, perhaps perhaps it's an opportunity to rub off some of the sharp edges of, of limitations in in your own belief system or um, just observe what your reaction is has been to it and um, think that I'm crazy, that's fine. You know, the title of this whole podcast is I'm not crazy and neither are you. (laughs) So, yeah. So this is the third one. And um, a little more, let's call it down to earth, because that's exactly what I want to talk about this time is is the process of incarnation. Um, so many people say to me, I didn't want to be here. I did not want to be born. Uh, and yet, and yet they're here. And so, my understanding over uh, you know having seen thousands and thousands of people in my lifetime of um, of working with people 
various therapeutic contexts is that it's really the 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 three months the three months nine months within the mother's womb that that these people who say they didn't want to be born are remembering because we if we're we're here incarnate it's because we chose to be here uh, living this experience but once um once we entered the experience of um, being in a body in particular of experiencing the mother's reality that that is what people are remembering when they said oh no no I didn't want to be here and it could be that there's a very strong imprinting also of all of the hesitation anxiety terror of of the mother to be everything that she's feeling uh, and ingesting in all that that means everything that she's consuming in terms of of food in terms of energy um, experiences that's all passing through this this new forming being and imprinting on on this these are the first life experiences that we have is the the nine months well it's actually more like ten months <clears throat> in our mother's wombs and so it's really important to to consider the state that uh, that our mothers were in when we were being formed uh, especially first mo- mothers who are being who are pregnant for the first time or mothers who had really difficult experiences previous to the pregnancy um, to your pregnancy there's there's kind of built in with all of the incredible changes that happen in a woman's body when she's pregnant there's there's built in fear and anxiety it's the un, complete unknown and it's also having someone else in your body all of a sudden uh, and a resident in your body <laughs> so there's a lot of adjustments and not all of it is comfy and and of course these these things will tint uh, the the attitude that um, an arriving person can have many many people experience the or have have registered the fact that their mothers were ambivalent actually about the pregnancy and may have attempted 
to to stop it or we're just so alone or so emotionally distraught distraught in different ways that um <laughs> that you know when when we're born you know we can easily see how we're born with a, a lot of uh, attendant anxiety and and reticence and a really strong feeling of oh geez I really didn't know what I was signing up for here <laughs> um, as the fetal body is forming it's um, moving inside the mother's uterus and being radiated by the meridians the energy grid of the mother the 12 or 14 meridians are radiating and uh, according to oriental medicine forming that the energy is descending in in frequency to form matter out of the energies of the the meridians of the mother and the mother's meridians are being impacted by the the constellations and everything she's eating etc etc but um, if we're talking about the 12 or 14 meridians we'll talk about 12 meridians um, and the 12 constellations um, 14 meridians just to be a bit nitpicky the the two extra ones quote unquote are the main energies of heaven and earth that are coming into the body but the the 12 meridians are related to the 12 constellations and so the forming body already has um the well, first of all, it's being created from the blueprint of the stories of the ancestors. And then, very, very, um, in a, an extremely impactful way, uh, being formed by the energetic state of the mother and of the world. Through the through the world, the multiverse, uh, through the impact of the the constellations, and being born, as many of us know, um, has been in the Western world. Most importantly, in the Western world, has been translated to uh, more like a disease process uh, rather than 
natural part of, of life and, and living in the same way as, as death has. Um, it has been medicalized uh, out of its sacred uh, nature and, and its magic. <laughs> Every birth is magic, regardless of where it may happen. But um, it requires experiencing it that way, of course. You know, in the same way as, as every moment of our lives can be experienced as, as miraculous if we have that particular mindset. Um, so we can give birth in the middle of the street or in... A, a hospital um, uh, operating room and it's still magic and it's still perfect but <clears throat> we've been so alienated from our body wisdom so alienated from the fact that our bodies are part of the earth that um, we've become terrified of birth and death of these important and and magnificent transition times in and out of our bodies uh, or in and out of the world rather been present and also experienced the entire gamut of birth from extremely, extremely heavily medicalized to um, extremely, I'll call it natural. Um, it's always an honor. It's always a privilege and it's always magic, regardless of the emotions that arise. Mm. The nature of the birth experience uh, recently has been that there's incredible amounts of fear and rage. Mm. Although the, the, the rage may not arise immediately for the mother, it certainly ha certainly will come out of the body later on if the, the mother, the woman, has been disempowered. Um, if the experience of birth has been taken away from her, let's say, and um, dutifully placed in the hands of, of medicine. I need to say, I need to repeat here that all births are perfect. I'm not anti-medicine. It's just that... Um, it has its place. 
when we're born, we human beings are completely dependent on our caretakers. And that's usually our mothers. It's the person who's feeding us um, and taking care of our physical needs. Generally, the mother. Um, What happens at this phase is that we are aware that we are absolutely dependent on this person taking care of us for our physical existence, for our physical survival. And there's a sort of, um, there's a trade-off that happens so that we need this person to love us. (laughs) We need this person to continue taking care of us. Um, you know that that energy that's so often photographed you see these photos of mothers in particular looking at their babies and the baby looking back and there's this oh energy right oh right um <laughs> But what we're, what we're observing there is oxytocin uh, in play. What we're observing is a programming, the very first programming that goes on as the baby looks at its mother and floods of hormones are coming through its body and the mother as well. Um... Floods of oxytocin are telling us, here I'm safe on the side of the baby. I'm safe. This is where I belong. This is my tribe. This is, this is safety. This is security. This is deeply, deeply programmed inside us. And later on in life when we have that same flood of oxytocin that we call falling in love (laughs) when all of our antennae go bing, boing (laughs) and we're chemically attracted to somebody else, it's exactly the same thing it's our body saying I know this I know this energy And so we will be chemically attracted to the same kind of energy as our mothers and fathers held when we were children. So there's this hormonal thing that happens, this hormonal programming. But we also... really require uh, that 
the woman taking care of us, the person taking care of us to love us. Otherwise, we're not going to get fed. And the physical body won't, won't survive. And so we have this dilemma. We learn that we have to eat at a certain time and eliminate at a certain time, sleep at certain times. We learn to regulate our, our reactions, smile at the right time. Um, we learn to repeat sounds and, um, and behaviors that elicit um, positive reactions from our mothers. And in a sense, we learn to betray our souls for the survival of our bodies. And so at this time, there's a love-hate relationship set up, both with our bodies and with our mothers. This is very important, because for the survival of our physical bodies, in a sense, we betray who we are. And especially um, in past modes of parenting, it was um, mostly past, <laughs> not entirely. <laughs> um, it was perceived that you know children needed to be properly regulated, <laughs> properly controlled, properly disciplined. Um, that they needed to eat on a certain schedule and um, uh, sleep on a certain schedule. And uh, if they cried, well, maybe it wasn't such a good idea to go and pick them up because they were trying to manipulate you. Um, there are all kinds of beliefs like that that still reside in, in pockets of our society. Uh, and so with the baby, the growing infant, what is set up is a, a feeling that the body is a form of prison for the survival of the body, we've betrayed ourselves. And we continue that throughout our lives. For the survival of our physical bodies, we take on jobs that kill us. Um, we, to put a roof over our heads and food into our mouths, we do all kinds of things that compromise who we really are. And we learn that right at the very beginning of our, of our lifetimes. And at the same time, there's a um, love-hate uh, 
conflict set up with our mothers so that there's the oxytocin love and and yet we're having to obey this person and um, again betray ourselves in order to be loved so that we can survive. As we evolve in our parenting methods, <laughs> we or perhaps come back to a more tribal way of raising children. Um, we observe children, we observe the growing being to, to see who they are and to try and help them adjust to being in a body and learn to manifest who they are within the physical body, within the, the constraints of keeping the body safe and healthy. But this, at the, at the time of birth and early childhood, is where our first um, attitudes towards our body are programmed. It's particularly when we're being cared for by our mothers, which is usually the case, and when we happen to be in female bodies ourselves, that love-hate conflict is then um, assumed about our own physical bodies as well, so that any rejection of our mothers uh, is also a rejection of our own bodies as women, as females. So all this to say that the initial imprinting while we're within our mother's wombs and the birth process and the initial part of our, of our infancy deeply programs our attitudes towards our bodies and our lives later on. I think I'd better stop there for now. Thank you for listening. Um, if you feel like uh, having more support for your inner work, I invite you to go to patreon.com uh, and to look for Heartroot. There you'll find our Patreon site, the Heartroot Patreon site, which gives you different options for subscriptions to different tools to support you in your path and at the same time to support Heartroot and what emanates from here. <laughs> Again, many thanks, many blessings, and until next time.